0: It's okay if it doesn't happen in a year. It is okay if it takes two or three years. It's about the journey getting there. And it's about what am I doing each day that's helping me move forward and be the person that I need to be so when I do hit that goal, I'm ready for the next one. Because the last thing you want is to hit that goal and not be the person you need to be for that goal. Hi, I'm Michaela. And I'm Camry, and this is The Horsewoman Project.
1: Good morning and Merry Christmas, the day after. (laughs) (laughs) Merry
0: Christmas.
1: That's when we are recording. This is the day after Christmas. I think this will be coming out uh, on the 2nd, so Happy New Year, everyone.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, which goes right into why we are having the discussion we're having today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, before we jump into that, I have to share with everyone because I'm so excited. We just got a new snake, and I'm so excited. (laughs) I still think it's
0: really weird that you're excited about a snake, but that's just me.
1: (laughs) Michaela's like, I don't even think I can come visit you now. (laughs) No, it's a uh, request of my daughter and my son. Tripp and Thea really wanted a snake or a reptile of some sort. Well, (laughs) Thea's list, you guys should have seen it. Her Christmas list was a kitten, a puppy, a hamster, a baby snake. (laughs) She had all the animals on her list. And we have to tell her every year, Santa does not bring animals. (laughs) Because she's like, it's okay if you don't bring it, Santa will bring it. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> we have an agreement. Santa we, do this. <laughs> we do have an agreement. And yeah, no, Santa does not bring animals. So, but no, it's a, a baby Okiti snake, corn snake. And her colors are so pretty. She's a very pretty corn snake. And we have some name ideas, but you guys comment on the question with this episode <laughs> with name ideas for my little snake um she is female and she's i don't know how old she is i think she's two months old so we have a couple ideas one is oki since she's an okidi and i was like that's kind of cute and um shiva because that's like a, one of the gods of the snakes want to say it's an Egyptian god or it might be Greek I can't remember but so those are a couple of our names name ideas
0: yeah I'm excited to hear what everybody else has I have zero ideas for a snake (laughs) you're like no (laughs) well it's funny you're not even my only friend who just got a snake and I don't know when I think about keeping a snake in my house I'm thinking that they'll stay the same size as your snake right now and she's pretty little like she reminds me of like a gardener snake, I think. Um, But you said she's going to be like four feet long. And I've got another yeah. friend. I can't remember what kind of snake they got. It's really cool looking, though. It's a white and yellow snake. Um, And she said it's going to be up to five feet long. And that blows my mind to have that big of a snake
1: <laughs> in my house. <laughs> They're so nice, most of them. Some of them can be moody, but... Most snakes are pretty chill. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Sure. I
0: just, (laughs) I just know your kids are going to want to show me the snake and that's going to be one. If they bring it out, I'm going to be like, that's awesome. I know I don't want to hold it, but thanks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My father-in-law is the same way. He does not like snakes. And it was so funny because Christmas morning, my kids were uh, pulling the snake out to hold her and and he's standing over by the door. <laughs> I was just
0: laughing. <laughs> it's funny. It's so people, funny too. Yeah. You know, pe-
1: people don't like snakes. There's a lot of people that just like get creeped out by them and I'm like I think they're cool.
0: Yeah. Well, I used to love them when I was little. I was totally like Thea when I was little i'd go out and catch a bunch of snakes and we would try to make little houses for them, and then we would release them again but as i've gotten older i I don't know what it is about them that finally made me feel like uh no i don't really like snakes but i think around here we have a lot of rattlesnakes so snakes aren't exactly you know when we see a snake it's not it's not a fun thing it's so crap there's a rattlesnake um because we get a ton here and we don't really get gardener snakes here um like we did when where we were living when I was younger. So maybe it's that. Maybe it's just the the idea around snakes changed so much because now it's like a nature thing
1: versus, versus a cute, fun thing.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah, I think I had shared this story. I don't know if I shared it on the podcast or just with you um, a while back, Michaela, but there was one time when our horses were being kept at our local fairgrounds and i went to pick up a stack of hay to feed the horses and there was a snake laying across my palm but i couldn't see it because it was trying to keep warm in the hay so i didn't know what kind of snake it was i didn't know anything and i like screamed so loud like my husband thought that a horse kicked me or something (laughs) like he was like what in the world so like i like snakes but or, you know stuff like that for wild snakes and like like you said there's a lot of rattlers around here and stuff and it's like mm, no 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 I don't do I don't do wild snakes <laughs> I like the tame ones <laughs> yeah I do wonder if I will be
0: if I would be different if we had a house snake maybe it will be different when your kids want to show me the snake I don't know but just the idea makes me cringe a little bit <laughs> <laughs> What else did you guys do that was fun
1: anything I um, just hung out around here my kiddos got a I, we got them a pass for um it's called a get out pass so it lasts for a whole year and it's got tickets to like Lagoon, which is a big amusement park thing and all sorts of places that are have like skiing places and big trampoline places indoor adventure places museums um so it's got a whole bunch of things all included in it so that was their big gift for the year that and we went to Las Vegas the week before that so that was a big part of their Christmas too and then yesterday we spent a good portion of the day teaching the kids how to (laughs) rollerblade which was fun and Thea picked it up like a pro like within 10 minutes she was just skating all over the place and uh, Trip is a little bit more cautious, so he he knows how, but he's not as coordinated at it. <laughs> and then we also, um, they got these things called gear jets, um, which are wood, um, kind of like a puzzle, wood models. And so you have to put all these pieces together. And so Thea got a little treasure box thing that has a key and then you turn it and it opens up the box with all these wood gears. And then Trip got one that's a dinosaur that will walk. Um, oh, so. that's cool! But they're very, very time-consuming. But it's so much fun because, like, then they they learn how to problem solve and how to like how to fit things together and how this thing becomes this thing and attaches to that and how the mechanisms and the gears work. Um, so it's it's a really fun gift. And we did that for him last year too. Um, so this is the second year we've done those and. It's just one of those fun things that when it's freezing cold outside and it's Christmas day, it's one of those fun things to just sit inside in your pajamas and build something. And <laughs> so, yeah, it's fun. That
0: is fun. Eric and I had our first Christmas with just the two of us. It was it was interesting not to have little kids running around. Normally, we have my nieces and nephews of, on either side. Um, and it, it was a little bit different. We actually slept in for Christmas. I have a brother who even though he's in his 20s, (laughs) still gets super excited for Christmas and will still wake us up at 5 a.m., even when we don't have kids around. So it's very rare that I get to sleep in on Christmas Day. And you guys know, I'm not a morning person. So getting up that early is not helpful for me to be, like, excited (laughs) about things. So it was was actually kind of nice to have to open presents a little bit later in the day. So we got up and we did our chores. We went through and did our stockings first and then made breakfast. And then we went through our presents. And that was kind of actually a nice change where I was a bit more awake. I had a little bit more energy um, and could actually process what i was getting (laughs) so that was fun um and then we went for a hike normally on christmas we do snowshoeing but we do not have like any snow this year so far so we got to go for a hike um and explore some new trails and i'm trying to think if we did anything else fun really we just chilled which was very much
1: needed so
0: it was it was very lovely
1: that sounds nice relaxing (laughs) peaceful
0: <laughs> quiet it was.
1: it was it was
0: very quiet almost too quiet definitely yeah. especially yesterday I'm like oh I-, I miss having people and kids around and stuff <laughs> <laughs> it was it didn't quite feel like Christmas I'm not gonna lie but it was still good and it was nice to just reconnect with just the two of us for
1: a second and just be for sure well and kids definitely make Christmas magical you know it's just it's it's so fun with kiddos I'm Camry Johnson owner and founder of J Family Equine in Monroe Utah I am a horse trainer clinician and coach who helps horses and humans work together with trust confidence and synergy I have a passion for helping horse owners find confidence in themselves and their equine partners In my programs, I teach you to work with your horse in a way that builds your relationship with your horse while still expecting consistency and performance. I do this through full-time horse training with weekly lessons provided for the owner, through in-person lessons with you and your horse, through virtual lessons, and through clinics or distance lessons. If you want me to come to your location for lessons or a clinic, all you need to do is gather up a few participants, provide a facility, and call or email me to discuss pricing and availability. For more info on how to contact me and what programs I offer, please visit utahorsetraining.com. Let's get you and your horse working together with trust, confidence, and synergy. That leads us into our topic for today. Since it is January 2nd when this is coming out, we wanted to talk a little bit about Um, our focuses that we had last year and how they went and our focus that we're going to take forward coming into this next year. Um, So I am going to let Michaela take it away.
0: I am excited to tell you what I've got coming up for next year and my focuses, as well as reviewing last year. So we'll link to that episode too, if you guys want to go back and listen to what our goals for last year were. Um, It's kind of fun to see how things may have changed or what we came up with. Um, but my word for last year was extreme ownership. And that was my big intention for the year. Last year was the first year that I decided instead of setting a specific goal, I wanted to set more of an intention for the year, something that was going to be a pretty constant thing. And I really enjoyed that. And I know, Cameron, you did the same thing. So I I'm, I'm can't wait to hear your experiences with that as well. But something I noticed is it got me out of the the pass or fail type mindset, where a lot of New Year goals, it was like, well, I'm either going to get it or I'm not. And setting the intention, it was it was a constant thing. You know, I didn't pass or fail at it. It was something that was just constantly reminded me of. And I had Camry and another friend who were my kind of accountability people, and were really good at calling me out and being like, well, oh, did you really take ownership of that? Like. Ugh no, you know, like, but I don't want it. Okay. <laughs> and it was actually really helpful to have some of those reminders of like, Oh yeah, you're right. I'm not really acting towards my intention and I need to reset. But again, it wasn't a pass or fail. And I really liked that because in the past, I always set the, you know, like pretty much every woman that I know, I always had, oh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds or 15 pounds or 20 pounds and blah, blah, blah. blah. And I never happened. I never did that. You know, and i also noticed the year that i did the year that i did lose all that weight it still didn't mean very much to me at the end of it i wasn't i don't know it just it wasn't enough for me um and that was something that was really hard for me to grasp and really hard for me to understand because it was something that i mean since i was a teenager or younger i always had that goal right because of things and Realizing that I just wasted years of making the same goal and and always failing myself, and I, I don't know, it was hard. So I was really excited to try this out last year. Um, so with extreme ownership, and again, go listen to that last that last episode as well to see where my brain was a year ago. <laughs> um, but with extreme ownership, it is taking what it says, extreme ownership of everything that happens in my life, in every situation, and every, you know, reaction. And it was a very different way to come about things this year, especially. Um, there was a lot of things that came up that I really had to dive into that, especially like with relationships. Um, cause it can be really hard when somebody does something And you just want to blame them and you want to be upset with them and you want to be like, oh my gosh, why'd you do this stupid thing? And it can be little things too, you know, little tiny things. So I'll just give you an example. Yesterday, um, my husband accidentally spilled a, (laughs) a shake, a berry shake on our carpet. And I normally am try like, try to be pretty chill about it. And I had a really hard time as we spent an hour and a half trying to get the berry stains out of our white carpet, <laughs> being chill <laughs> about this situation. And in my head, you know, I'm just like, oh my gosh, how could you do this? Why, why are you such a child? Why did you spill this? And I had to catch myself and be like, okay, like, where's the ownership in this? Did I spill the thing? No, but am i really reacting the way that i would want to react and the way that i would want him to react if i had spilled the thing it's like well no i'm I'm not i'm not reacting that way i'm not reacting in a way that i would want to react to a child who had done this thing either so why am i shaming him or making him feel worse about something that wasn't his fault you know he it was an accident it's not like he sat there and dumped the thing on purpose on the carpet it was it was a complete accident And so really having to take that and and own the fact that, hey, I'm not reacting the way that I expect myself to react in situations like this. And I had to own up to that and go and apologize and say, hey, you know what, babe, I'm really sorry. I got really irritated with this. That is not how I want to react when little accidents like that happen, like especially when we do have kids. I don't I don't want to be the type of mom who gets really upset when something like that happens when it's an accident. Um, so that can be a little a little tiny example of what it looks like because there were some bigger things this year where I really had to delve deep and really ask myself, and guys, it was hard because I didn't want to own up to some of these things. Some of these things I just wanted to be mad and I just wanted to blame and I just wanted to complain. and <laughs> And I really had to work hard to shift my thinking and go, okay, I can do that. I could blame and complain, but is that going to really get me further along? And I tell you what, it really changed. um, It changed the way I feel like my relationship with my husband is this year, especially because if I had taken some of these situations and really chose to do what I really wanted to do and blame and complain, we would not be as close as we are at the end of this year right? And it was hard. And I did do some blaming and complaining, but I also owned up to that. And I also apologized. And I also tried to do the steps that I needed to do so I could um, be a better wife and respond better in some of these situations. So that is the review of what I had. But I'm really excited to hear about Camry's review. So I think let's let's jump to your review. I want to hear about like your stuff and how it was setting an intention for the year for you too. Are you a dedicated horsewoman looking to boost your strength and confidence while involving your horse in your fitness journey? Welcome to Mac Athletes, where we specialize in empowering horsewomen through fitness and nutrition while integrating your horse into the process. Our tailored coaching program is designed exclusively for passionate horsewomen like you. We focus on building strength, resilience, and confidence, both in and out of the saddle. We understand the unique connection between rider and horse, and we've crafted a program that leverages this bond to enhance your overall fitness and well being. At MAC Athletes, we don't just offer workouts and meal plans, we offer an experience, a transformative journey where you and your horse work together towards your fitness goals. Our expert guidance, personalized workouts, and nutrition plans are all aimed at helping you become a stronger, more confident rider while prioritizing a healthy lifestyle. Join us and take the reins in your fitness journey. Embrace workouts that involve your horse, nutrition plans tailored towards your needs, and expert guidance focused on elevating your performance as a rider. Visit MacAthletes.com or follow me on Instagram at Michaela underscore Lyman to discover how we can help you build strength, confidence, and a deeper connection with your horse through our specialized coaching program. Let's ride towards a healthier, more empowered you together.
1: Yeah, um, I completely agree that I loved having more of a focus or intention or target. Um, it's kind of, I think, the way that, we phrased it last year, was Target. Um, And having something like that for the year, it helps you build more trust with yourself and build a better relationship with yourself. Because I feel like when you set five or six or seven different goals and then you reach maybe one of them, if that, but most likely every single one of them gets forgotten about by February, (laughs) Um, you tend to lose that confidence in yourself and that trust in yourself that you know, you can do something. And so having something that's that intention, something to bring your mind's focus to an awareness of something that's going to help you be a better person and help you get closer to who you want to be in the future. Um, It was so much more powerful to me than any goal setting I've ever done for New Year's in the past. So definitely something I'm going to keep doing every year. So to remind all of you, if you don't remember, which I'm sure nobody does, (laughs) because who remembers what we talked about a year ago? Um, My word was sawabona, which is an African word that means I see you. And I chose this word... Because I wanted to really in my conversations, in the way that I behave towards people, um, and just in my life in general, I wanted to really see people for who they were and and to listen to hear their part of the story to not just to find a response. Um and The other flip side of that word sawabona, which means I see you, is sakona, which is I'm here to be seen. And so that was a big part of it, too, was showing up and letting people see who I am, just as much as I want to see who they are. So um, this focus has been amazing for me this year. Um, I've seen big changes in it with kind of like Michaela mentioned with my husband. Um, and it was something that it really helped me to see a different side of him um, and to see it in a different way, I guess. So to explain a little bit, I tend to be a highly emotional being. <laughs> and when people get upset or if they have any kind of big emotions, I tend to feel those emotions with people, which isn't always helpful. <laughs> um, I, I, I feel like I almost add fuel to that fire. Right. And what has been really important for me, particularly with my husband, but with others as well is to be able to put up a sheet of that COVID plexiglass. between us, right? So in other words, it's just finding this way to put a barrier between my emotions and theirs, but it's a clear barrier so that I can still see them. I can still relate to them. I can still have empathy and compassion for what they're feeling without me being on the same side of that glass and being in that emotion with them. Um, And that has allowed me to really stay in the right state of mind when I relate to people, instead of, like I said, kind of joining in those emotions. And it definitely hasn't been perfect. And um, I've made a lot of mistakes in that. And I definitely still have a lot that I'm going to continue this year as well, moving forward with that. Um, But that has been something for me that that's been important of just being able to relate to people in a slightly different way. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a little bit of, uh, of what it's been like this year for me.
0: (laughs) I love that. And like you said, these are things that we get to build on, right? It's not done. We didn't, we didn't complete it. It's just, we get to build on it now. And I love that idea because I'm, I'm looking at, you know, my, my intention or target for last year and going, you know what, because I did that. And because I really changed the way that my brain is thinking, it is going to allow me to be so much better at my intentions and targets for this year. And it be, you know, and it's going to be a really big foundational piece of what, what I'm going to be doing. So I also love that idea where it's just, it's not done, you know? And I, and I don't feel like anything like this should be done. Um, because often when we do set goals for the new year that are either I make it or I don't, when you do make it, it can be really easy to be like, oh my gosh, like, what do I have? I've got nothing. I've got nothing. Like, this is the goal that I've set for 20 years and and now I've made it. What do I do now? And I think making it more of like switching that focus to intention and going, okay, how can I build upon this? How can I, how can I, okay, I, I maybe I lost 20 pounds, but but what's next? Maybe I want to get stronger. Maybe I want to like build onto the confidence that I've really felt this year from that. Maybe I want to do whatever. I think it's really important that you build on that and you use that as a foundation. You know, each year should be a foundational piece that, that allows you to grow even further as you go along. So this year
1: (laughs) (laughs) the face you're making
0: right now (laughs) I know well okay guys because this goal scares the shit out of me which (laughs) makes me know that I'm making or like guess goal intention it's a little bit of both I've got a little bit of everything going on within this intention um and it's scary because it's going to expect a lot from me and so I know it's the right one because it is scaring the crap out of me and I'm like oh my gosh okay, do I really want to put this out and have like the accountability of all my listeners and of Camry and of everybody is now going to know this. And it's a little bit nerve wracking, but I am also really, really excited about this. So, um, I have been listening to this podcast episode over and over and over and over again for the last, I don't know, month, month and a half. And it's really good. So it's from the tailored life podcast and I will put in a link so you guys can listen to this as well. And the, um, the host of that podcast, his name is Cody McBroom. And he is some somebody I have been following for many, many years. He is really, really, um, what's the right word? I know I look up to him and how he runs his business. He is also a fitness nutrition coach, but he takes it to another level and he really dives into, um, a lot of the scientific studies and different things and really makes sure that everything he does is scientifically backed. So I really enjoy his stuff, um, and really look up to him as a coach and as a professional in this industry. Um, but he did an episode and I'm going uh, like, I, I should have, looked at the title again, but I believe it was titled, um, Becoming a Pro at Anything You Do, I think is what the title is, but I will be sure to put the correct title if it's not in the links. Um, but he talks about how you can become a pro at anything, whether it's podcasting, whether it's being a mom, being a wife, being a horse rider, being whatever, How can you become a pro at that thing? And it gave me a different perspective on things because in my head, I've always kind of lowered myself a little bit like, okay, I'm never, I'm probably never going to be world renowned at training horses or as a fitness coach. I'm probably not, you know, and, and because I have that in my head of like, I'll probably never be quite that big. It's really held me back in a lot of ways, because I've given myself that excuse of oh, you're never going to be amazing. So I'm okay being mediocre. Right. I've, I've given myself permission to be mediocre. And what I loved about this is it really hit me in the head and was like, Oh my gosh, why not be a pro at what I'm doing? Why not give myself permission to actually do really, really well and actually show up the way that I should show up in every aspect of my life you know, not just my writing, not just my training, but every aspect. So going along with this, that is my intention this year is the year I become pro, you know, like, so I don't know if there's like a specific word as much as it is just pro. Would a pro do this? Am I showing up and am I being pro at this? And what that means to me As a bunch of different things, but three words really come up to me when I think about, okay, if I'm going to be a pro at something, and it's consistency, dedication, and discipline. So consistency to me, because some of these, I'm like, they probably almost are like the same word, but I have separated them just a touch. So consistency for me is showing up and doing the little things each day, the little tiny things that almost don't make a difference, but they really do over the course of weeks and months and years, right? So it's really showing up and being consistent with those little seemingly unimportant things. Dedication to me, it's really committing myself to the people and the beings that are going to either like I'm partnering with or are under my care or whatever, but it's really making sure that I am continuing my education so I can serve them better and I can show up and be a better partner or a better leader or a better coach or a better wife or whatever it is for these people. Um, and then discipline. It's doing what it takes, no matter what's going on. So even when the holidays come up, It doesn't matter. I'm still going to do what it takes. I'm still going to show up and I'm still going to work out. I'm still going to do my nutrition. I'm still going to be a good wife and not like, you know, just decide that, that I'm taking a break for two weeks. I'm still going to ride my horse and make sure I'm showing up for her. I'm still going to do what it takes, no matter what's going on. You know, even when life gets really crappy, I'm still going to show up and I'm still going to do it. Even if it, even if I cry while I'm doing it, even if I throw a fit while I'm doing it, I'm still going to do the thing. And like I said, all of these, I feel like are built upon that extreme ownership, because if I don't have that foundation of extreme ownership, I feel like I wouldn't be able to expect this of me. Um. So there's so much that goes into this. Camry. should I go into more detail or do you think
1: I'm good here? <laughs> um. That's a great question. I don't know. I did want to add because I pulled it up while you were chatting. It is episode number 942 on the Tailored Live podcast. And it's called How to Turn Pro at Anything You Do.
0: Hey, I was close. You were very <laughs> close. I was, I was close.
1: <laughs> that way our listeners know which one we're talking about. So and it came out in November on my birthday, actually. <laughs> no, I think that's great though, Michaela. I love that focus for you. And yeah, it's, I, I, I love hearing all of your things you want to do this year. And it's fun to hear your aspirations and where you want to be and who you want to be. Cause that's really what I feel like these intentions are about is not necessarily what we want to be like, you know, I want to grow up to be this, or I want to do Mm -hmm. that. It's who we want to be is really what we're working on.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that a lot. Like I said, there's so many areas that I do want to become pro in, but I think I am going to just leave it there and leave it open and just realize like there are room for changes. So I do have some specific goals in specific areas, but I'm also going to allow myself that flexibility. And as long as I am being true to this intention, it's okay. You know, it's okay if things don't look exactly how they look like right now on my on my piece of paper that I have in front of me. It's okay if it doesn't look exactly that way, but as long as I show up and I am this person and I'm being true to this person, it's okay. You know, it's okay if it doesn't all work out or it's okay if it all looks very different. So yeah, I, okay, let's go into yours. I'm excited to hear about (laughs) your stuff for the year.
1: Yeah. Well, and just touching on what you just said there too sometimes the more specific you get with long-term goals um the more you can feel that disappointment because as you get moving towards it things shift and things change and then it's hard not to feel that disappointment of oh I didn't accomplish you know this thing that I set way way out here um so I think it is important to yes have goals have aspirations but also kind of leave them a little bit open sometimes too and just see where it takes you
0: so. Yeah. Well, and I think to go along with that too, because this came up for me last night as I was thinking about this, because I do have goals, right? I have a specific goal for my business. I have a specific goal for my riding with Sandy. I do have specific goals that I am reaching towards, but something that I've really learned, especially this year, is it's okay if it doesn't happen in a year. It is okay if it takes two or three years, it's about the journey getting there. And it's about what am I doing each day that's helping me move forward and be the person that I need to be. So when I do hit that goal, I'm ready for the next goal. Cause the last thing you want is to hit that goal and not be the person you need to be for that goal. Cause it's not going to, it's not going to be sustainable if you're not that person. Um, so as you think about your goals, Set goals. Goals are amazing. You need goals. They give you direction. But also remember each day there's going to be those little tiny action items, right? Like those little targets, those little intentions that you need to hit each day to eventually become that person who is that goal, who has hit that goal. Um, And so really breaking things down and putting your blinders on a little bit is, is helpful. And I was feeling really overwhelmed last night. That's why it came up for me last night. I was feeling extremely overwhelmed by some of the goals that I've set for my business specifically. And some of the things that are coming up for me in this next year, just, I've got a lot going on that I'm really, really excited for, but I'm also really, really intimidated by. (laughs) And as excited as I am, as intimidated as I am, It is really hard sometimes to remember that I need to look at the little steps and focus on the little steps because it can be really overwhelming when I think about everything that I truly am doing and it can paralyze me and make me not want to step forward. So it's like, if you have a weight loss goal or a fitness goal specifically, because that is 98% of the goals that are set in new year's are going to be fitness or weight related. Um, But when you think about that goal and go, okay, if you have a goal to lose 20 pounds this year, what do you need to do each day that's going to help you be the person who is 20 pounds lighter, right? Um, And just really focusing on those and those daily intentions and those daily targets and becoming a pro at those little things is going to get it so when you do lose the 20 pounds, because it will happen, you are the person who can also sustain those 20 pounds. Anyways, my little tangent there, but I do think it's important to to remember that you can put on those blinders and focus on those little things.
1: I am horse trainer Camry Johnson, and I have been using products from Redmond Equine for over 10 years. I want to share with you what I love about their product, Daily Gold. This product is made of montmorillonite clay, and it has over 60 trace minerals. This clay helps prevent ulcers and soothes the stomach by neutralizing the stomach acid, balancing the pH in your horse's stomach, and binding to toxins in the gut. It has made a world of difference to many of my personal horses and client horses over the years. I love to use daily gold when I haul young or nervous horses, on a horse's first day in training, in colic situations, and any other high stress situations. And I can't forget to mention my other favorite product, Redmond Rocks. The best salt and mineral rock on the market. There are no pollutants, fillers, or harsh chemicals in their products. This salt is from the Jurassic period and is mined right here in Utah. Redmond Equine is a brand I trust and my horses don't use any other salt blocks. Visit redmondequine.com today and use code CamryJ20. That's CAMRIJ20 for a 20% discount on any of their products. Oh, yeah. And that actually I am going to go into that here in a minute, too. Um, But I am going I'll just jump into um, the first part of it before I jump into that. So my focus for this year and I went back and forth with a few different words that kind of went along the same lines. And this was the word that I rested on. Um, And that word is coherence which we've talked about heart coherence on this podcast before, but I'm just going to read the this definition here from heartmath.org. And it says, Coherence is a state when the heart, mind, and emotions are in energetic alignment and cooperation. It is a state that builds resiliency. Personal energy is accumulated, not wasted, leaving more energy to manifest intentions and harmonious outcomes. So... One of the other words that I was really, uh, kept coming back to was my core, you know, my center, me as a human being, um, because definitely these last probably couple of months, few weeks, um, of just kind of a stressful time of year and, um, just, you know, the, there's less light and, um, more of a dark time of year um it has made me get into survival mode a bit more often than i would like and i've been recognizing that and um what happens for me in survival mode is to me i have my core self my core being which is me my values um and and just all those parts of who I am. And I also have these what you could call pseudo selves or like my survival mode, which is. When you hit a stressful state, there's going to be a part of your mind and your body that wants to protect you, and so it gets into that survival mode and these parts can go against your core values and your core self. And so when I get into this stressed state or this survival mode type of state, um, I, I don't feel like I'm being consistently my core self. And so that is why I chose this word coherence is I want my heart, my mind, my emotions, my energy to all be in alignment with my core self so that I'm not letting this pseudo self of this survival mode take over and, and make me into someone that, that I don't want to be, um, someone that is quicker to frustration or anger, um, and things like that. So, um, now to kind of dive into what I was mentioning before that goes along with these small steps. Um, I very not subtly, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sent a link to my husband a few weeks ago of, I want this for Christmas. If you don't get me anything else, please get me this. Um, and it is a really cool planner slash journal combination. And it's from a company called The Magic of Eye. And it has places for intention setting. It has places for setting those action steps. And it's got like a monthly view, it's got a yearly view, and then it's got a weekly view where you can put things in each day. And then it also, this is the part that I really love about it, it goes with the cycles of the moon, which I've been really into recently as far as being able to use the moons, the moon states, I should say, of like your new moon and your full moon to remind you and to have that timeline of every new moon I'm going to go over my intentions and 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 review my previous month and then go forward with new intentions moving forward or with the same intention and new action steps and um, so that way the moon cycles can be reminders um to keep me keep be my accountability partner kind of like you talked about right be that um oh hey you know it's it's this portion of the state of the moon so now let's let's work with that Um, and then also just there is actual energy and changes in the earth and the tides and everything and i believe in our bodies as well um, that go along with the moon states and things too so i just think it's it's a great tool for me to be able to use something that i relate to in my world um as that reminder to keep that intention at the front front of my mind, and then to also, like I said, use those pages that have the action steps. and then to use the pages where you reevaluate and see, okay, what's working, what's not working, um, to really help me move forward and become that person. And And I don't even know that it's necessarily becoming, I think it's just, reminding almost you know it's like I said it's you have like
0: refining
1: yeah yes that's a great (laughs) word because there are these these values and these um this foundation of who I am and we're just building on that so I'm very excited it's and it's really pretty you guys (laughs) it's a really pretty journal
0: (laughs) we'll definitely have you drop a link to that as well that sounds really awesome I love that it's setting you up for your own little check-ins because guys checking in with yourself is super important. It is, it's really important to have that set up for yourself. And that's something that I have set up with my clients is weekly check-ins, but I also have that set up with my own coaches and with my husband, we do a weekly check-in and having those times of like, you are intentional, you sit down and you really do review and reflect on how you are doing. What do you want to do better? Cause it's really easy for your weeks to start running together and for you to just forget. And then all of a sudden it's going to be December and you might not remember, you know, you go, Oh yeah, I did set that goal. But if you can really set it up. So like Camry is doing, you have a way to check in with yourself. You have a way to check in with whoever is your partner it's really really helpful to set to set those to stop for a second and give yourself that pause to really go hey what am i doing am i not, am i holding myself accountable to those little things that i need to be doing am i having the bigger picture in mind um yeah so i would say like make sure to set up some check-ins i love that i might have to i might have to order this journal <laughs>
1: I know yeah, just uh, I'm, I'm not affiliated or anything you guys it's just <laughs> something that I found uh, the Facebook algorithm found me and I was like oh <laughs> the creepy stalker <laughs> algorithm. Right? oh and it's been sending me like 50,000 other journals too I'm like no I found one stop it <laughs> <laughs> this is the one thank you I love it yeah well is there any other
0: tips or things that you feel like our listeners should have going into this new year?
1: Hmm. That's a great question. I feel like, oh, how do I want to say this? I think there are times in your life when going towards something professionally or something, um, with like big lofty goals like that is so important and so needed. And then I think that there are times in your life that you also need to work on things internally inside yourself. Um, and I think you don't have to choose one or the other. I think you can have both and, I just think it's um, go over your year, you know, go over your previous year, whether you set goals or set an intention or didn't Um, go over the things that that happened in this past year that that you enjoyed or that you felt empowered by or that maybe didn't work. Um, And and write it all down and, you know, take some time to journal about it and then decide on, you know, what is most important at this particular phase in your life. And if that's something in your marriage, or something with your kids, or something with your parents, or in your profession, in your job, uh, in your career. And, um, and then use that to find some kind of goal or target for your year. So, I am horse trainer Camry Johnson, and I'm here to tell you about a product I'm crazy about. Grand Premium Plus from Grand Meadows. This is an all-in-one supplement that includes vitamins, minerals, joint support, hoof support, coat and skin support, digestive support with probiotics and postbiotics, and a huge array of amino acids. I've used this product with my personal horses for years now and have loved it so much that it's now a staple in my training program as well. Every horse in my care receives Grand Premium Plus daily, and the best part? I know that all my horses are getting the support they need from a company I trust without me having to spend an extra hour in my day mixing up 10 different products. And if your horse is needing extra targeted joint support, try out their revolutionary product, NanoFlex. It's a topical product that absorbs through the skin into the joint to provide the lubrication your horse's joints need. Visit GrandMeadows.com today and use code CJON1, that's C-J-O-H-N-1 for a 10% discount i love that and i would
0: even go as far to say as like you you can't have one without the other you can't yeah. have professional development without personal development you can't oh, have yeah. you know you just if you have those big lofty goals you have to also work on yourself like there's no way that you can gain those without growing you know or without refining yourself but i i love that I would say, just like you said, you making sure you're, you're having those intentions and do set goals, like do have the goals. (laughs) I think they're amazing. And like I said, they give you that direction. If I didn't have some specific goals, becoming a pro this year would not mean very much if I didn't want to become a pro in certain areas. Right. But definitely like the check-ins I think are really important, whether you check in with yourself, whether you have an accountability partner or your partner or whoever, I think check-ins are really important. Um, I'm just trying to think too, like a little tidbit I could give, because like I said, 98% of goals are going to be fitness and health related this year. And I think the biggest thing um, that I would like each of you to remember, if you have that goal for yourself... Oh gosh, I don't know if there's the biggest thing actually, maybe like three things. (laughs) But one, you don't have to do it on your own and it's okay to ask for help. It is, it's okay to ask for help. And I don't say that just because I'm a coach and I help people do this. I say that because I am somebody who needs help. I am somebody who hates to admit that they need help. But the moment that I did, and because I allowed myself to ask for help, I've been able to achieve so much more than just my health and business goals. And I've been able to connect with a lot more people and I've been able to really understand that we're meant to have a tribe, you know, we're meant to have people in our lives. Um, and then two, remembering that your worth is not based on a number. You know, if you lose 20 pounds, awesome. That is not about your worth, though. You are not more worthy 20 pounds lighter than you are right now. And really remembering that you've got to love yourself first. And you've got to love yourself through each piece of the process. Because I promise you, if you do not love yourself right now, you will not love yourself when you're 20 pounds lighter. It won't happen. And this is speaking from experience, guys. percent experience here. And it is really devastating when you do hit that and you, you think, oh my gosh, I'm going to love myself at the end of this. And you don't. So please, please, please remember you are worthy as you are right now. You are worth so much. And even if you never hit those goals, you are still worthy and you are still amazing. And you are worthy of love. So, I think yeah, that's just been on my mind <laughs> as we get into the new year and I and I get a lot of a lot of people ready to make those new year goals.
1: Just just love yourself, guys. You're worthy. And if you need a reminder of that, just go and sit with your horse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they will always remind you that they just love you no matter what. <laughs> Horses they are will. amazing. They
0: will. Ooh, okay.
1: A little tangent to end. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like, I know we should end, but actually I'm just thinking about that. So I had a really cool thing with a client of mine because guys, I also do virtual lessons. And so I have a client who's graduated from my fitness program and is just ready to focus on just writing. And it has been really, really fun. But we had a really cool experience with that, with the love piece of that, that I just think is so cool. Um, she has always approached her horses with treats, has always had treats in her pockets, ready to give her horses, ready to love on them, you know, and because of that, her horses are always really excited to see her, right? They're really excited to get their treat. And something we were noticing was there was that disconnect for her where she was like, well, if I don't have a treat, they're not going to love me. You know, the treat became, came way for her to get love. And so we did a little bit of an experiment. And we took treats away, said, okay, you are not allowed to have treats in any sessions for the next couple of weeks. And let's just see what happens. And something she noticed is her horses were just as excited to see her without treats as they were with treats. And they actually connected more with her in sessions without the treats than with the treats. And that was a really cool realization for her is that she didn't need an outside thing to deserve her horse's love. So something to think about, guys, like if you are feeling like you're unsure if your horse truly does care and does want to be around you, I think sit and don't have extrinsic, I I can't say that word. External. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what word am I going for here? But don't have those things as a barrier right? Like if you truly feel like treats are the only reason your horse is available to you, take it away and see what happens. I think you might be really surprised. So it was, it was a really cool realization for my client and for me too to just watch how much, how much more her horse is actually connected with her when they weren't distracted by the thing that she thought she needed
1: for them to be connected with her. So
0: that's Some awesome. a little a little
1: cool tidbit there. <laughs> oh yeah. Well that's one of my favorite places to meditate and just sit and relax is I go out and sit in my ten acre field while my horses are out there. And then sometimes one of them will come up and stick their nose in my lap for a few minutes and hang out, and then they'll go wander off again. And it's just one of those things that is so peaceful and so grounding and and yeah, you don't need treats. And using treats is great. Don't get me wrong. I I enjoy doing it uh, properly, but definitely you don't need a treat to be loved by your horse. So that's that's an awesome experience. Thanks for sharing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And to
0: go along with that, man, one of my favorite things to do is turn out my horse. And after she gets all of her silliness out is to go and hop on bareback and just let her walk around and do her thing. And I've done some yoga sessions like that. Sometimes I'll turn around and honestly almost take a nap while she just walks around and grazes. but anything like that where you just take the expectation out and you allow yourself to be because horses are amazing that way
1: i just did that with freya two days ago <laughs> just so relaxing and, oh yeah oh yeah i love riding her bareback she's my favorite mm-hmm. all right folks we will uh wrap this up but don't forget to uh set some intentions or goals this year for yourself and share them with us. We would love to hear them. Yeah, guys,
0: we would really love to hear them. You need, you need some accountability partners.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We We got those.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Horsewoman Project. If you have a story to tell, please email us at thehorsewomanproject at gmail.com. Links to both of our websites, social pages, and emails will be added to the show notes, as well as any links that are mentioned or contact information for our guests. Talk to you next week.